Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Park Podcast. Family and Everton Podcast now. Look at that intro. Lovely. But we've still got the park in there, so we're still across the park. Myself, Gary Judge, joined by Andrew Price tonight. We'll be reviewing the international break, as well as um, looking forward to the Southampton game and the Mers- women's Merseyside derby. Just touching on that, a bit of a momentous occasion for on Merseyside for the ladies, and, and we'll be celebrating that 3-0 Everton victory. Um, just before we get into the, the actual podcast, just a, a massive thank you to our main sponsors, our new sponsors, um, Globe Heating and Plumbing. Um, if you check them out on, on Instagram, um, at Kraken Company, they, they actually done my bathroom not so long ago, which is how I managed to get them on board. Lee Edwards, who runs the business, absolutely tough fella. I'm yeah. buying some time here to make sure I get the Instagram right. Nice to be sponsored by a local lad as well. He's a, he's a local lad, Evertonian. He is a nice local Evertonian, which is, which is even more important. Um, some of our friends and listeners will, will, will know him. Um, and again, I'm buying some time here to make sure I get the... Uh, so it's globe underscore gas underscore plumbing. If you're on Instagram, check them out. Loads of, of uh, pictures of the different bathroom suites that, that these guys put out. And it's globecentralheating.com. As we get into the winter, obviously, and, and you, the boilers are breaking down. I know they're, they're experts at that, but more than anything else now, fitting bathrooms, fitting new new boilers and and making sure you're efficient for all these these the energy hikes that we're going through at the moment. So massive thanks to Lee and massive thanks to Globe. Pricey, um, international break. I mean, for us going international into the international break on the back of a one nil victory was was refreshing, and it, you know it was a good little springboard for us. But then you know with this young squad, this this energetic squad, and this squad that's now littered with a few more internationals than we've had recently, there's that concern, isn't there? You know who's going to come back fit, and we've been dealt a huge blow in the shape of Nathan Patterson's injury. Yeah, it's it's good that we've got the players now. We were get being considered internationally for for uh, for the and the starters as well. You know, Patterson and Nana started at the weekend. You have got Gordon and, and Garner uh, who started for England the twenty ones. There's probably more as well, but it's nice to see. But I, I prefer us to get little niggles before international tournaments so that we have to pull out Alex Ferguson style. And, and <laughs> we're not interested. I'm not interested in seeing an Everton player playing for England if they are I'll, or, or internationally if they are. I'll cheer them on. Hope they do well, but. I prefer he sit it out and, 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 as I say, yeah, get a little niggle and miss it. But the Patson one was a blow because, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but it was all over social media and everything as soon as it happened. And mm. WhatsApp group lighting up and everything like that. And it looks like a bad one. It looks like he might be out for a while. So, And then you're just looking at the Google then and looking at the, at the news outlets and, and seeing how bad it is. Mm. And it sort of didn't get any publicity for a while to say how, how he'd done. And I think it's come out now that he's going to be, you know, a month out and it's his ankle. Um which is disappointing, but it, I think it could have been worse. I think when you looked at him getting stretched off and, and whatever else, then it looked like it could have been a, a really serious one. Um, so a month, I'll probably take a month. Um, you know, in in in, in hindsight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, positive to see the Evertonians, though. I mean, I think that's what you said. Positive to see them all in there. Um, and as I say, I don't really watch international footy friendlies that much or Nations League, so I can't tell you how they all done particularly, but. I'm, I'm I'm really impressed with with Gordon and Garner getting into England of the 21 team because it's a, it's a tough team to get into that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Joe Garner. I I think I've said it to a few people. I think he's going to be a huge bonus for us going as the season goes on, and he and he, he kind of adapts to the increased physicality of the Premier League. And you know, you talk about the under 21s being a tough team to break into or midfield to break into. The Everton midfield is a tough midfield to break into now as well. So. 
you know, we can talk, we'll talk later in the show about you know whether he might feature at Southampton. But you mentioned briefly then Onana starting for Belgium again, a, a very very strong side that you know the littered with talents that Belgium team and. You know, for it, to see him starting there again was really encouraging for me. Gives him a chance of maybe going to the World Cup at that young age. Um, which uh, again, for his value for the club, I mean, you look at it commercially, it's a it's a big plus. We we pay big money for him, but he looks like someone already who's going to you know, you know, certainly commercially double that value at least in years to come. And that's what you look at when you sign those players. You sign the young players, even though you want them for now, you do want to sell on value. I know we spoke about it in the past about getting players who are. You know, established players and, and paying them high wages. So this new way of doing things is, is better, and it's it's there to see, as you say, uh, when they go into the international duty and be considered. Obviously, you've got your know, links with Belgium and everything else that goes with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see. Um, gives confidence to them as well. They come back. I mean, you know, Belgium won the under twenty ones won. So if they come back, they come back with that bit of confidence um, back to to Finch Farm. confidence they can they can build on that and build up the momentum. Obviously, if they're not playing, you get the rest. But you know, playing and winning and feeling good and coming back into the squad is is good. And and Garner and Gordon being in the same team and linking up together and building that friendship up as well in international youth, I suppose, is a is a is a positive as well. Hundred um, percent. Speaking of players, we're not going to see, as in you know, following on from from Patterson for a while. One player we won't be seeing ever again at Goodison is Alan, who, who made his, I guess, long anticipated exit. You know, it, it's been clear. For a while now that he's not been in Frank Lampard's plans. Um, I guess the the three midfielders cementing their place in there and, and the good start they've made, not to mention Tom Davies maybe coming back into the four and Joe Garner, as we just mentioned, to Corey. We've, we've got a lot more depth in there than we did that last season. You know, Alan's exited. I think it's it's rumoured to be worth around five million to the club because of the saving on wages. What do you make of that deal? And you know, is it the right move for everyone, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it went under the radar, that one, a little bit, didn't it? I woke up, I wasn't, there was no talk about it as far as I could see, and then all of a sudden he's he's, he's gone overnight, I think it was, uh, when I woke up on, on Thursday or whatever morning it was when I woke up and he, he, he'd gone. Um, yeah, fair enough, he's gone, as you say, you're trying to regenerate that midfield and he was never going to be a starter. Lampard's made it clear he's, he's not going to he's not gonna start, even at the end of last season he hardly played, um, and this season he hasn't even been on the pitch, I don't think, um, from memory. Yeah. Um, so, so he was never going to get in the team. So yeah, saving that wages, even even if there's no fee, just saving the wages that he's on is it makes sense. Um, but he's one of those players, Alan. When he first came, I mean, me and you watched him in that first game against Spurs. I remember away, and he and he was brilliant. And you thought you were getting a really strong midfielder. Yeah, and he was he was for the first season. He got a couple of niggly injuries and whatever. And I just think he died a bit of a death and he sort of, he lost that. He started to look more leggy, didn't he? Yeah. He, he like yeah. The, the physicality of it. Yeah. Uh, the league. And I, I, I seen at first, and I think you did, the most ever seen Tony's, there's a clever midfielder who, who you know, who's, um, he's always foul at the right times. He's very rarely get, you know, he didn't get sent off, but he was always getting little bookings, but he'd break up the play quite well. And a little arse to, to, to what for want of a better word. And, the partnership he struck up with Decore, particularly under Ancelotti, was was very strong. And I thought that was certainly going to be our midfield or our hold midfield for quite some time. I think, I guess the change in formation has a big impact on him, doesn't it? If you're playing three in midfield, more than two, where does he really fit in there? He, he's not really that deep playmaker, is he, that, that Lampard seems to like? 
um, and he's not quite physical enough to to kind of get around like like Guy and Anana do. Exactly that. I think if you compare him to to, to Guy, especially because that that's probably the role he'd he play if he was going to get a game. Uh, yeah, he just hasn't got that that turn of speed and, and closing down players um, as, as good as even he did when he first arrived. I think yeah, I thought he was he was after he stood that when he first came, but yeah, over the couple of years he's been here, he seemed to have lost that that bit about him. Um, but I think as well, it's it's positive for Evan because it shows that we're we're improving. I think yeah. he was he was start you know started this time last season. He was the main, you know, I say with Decorey, but he was the main man in midfield. So it shows we've improved and and you know we can get rid of him and afford to get rid of him. And, and we've got not only have we got players in the starting eleven who, who you prefer over him, you've got subs as well who you prefer to be on the bench instead of him. Um, yeah. So yeah, positive for Evan. And as you say, saving as I said before, saving that money is always a bonus in this day and age as well. Hundred percent. Well, I said we touch on the the, the women's women's derby. Um, I mean, it was again. There wasn't a lot going on last weekend. You spoke about not being a fan of the international fixtures. I'm very similar. I watch most footy matches to be honest, but it, it's mainly the tempo of those games that kills me off. But I, I was interested to keep an eye on the score from the the the, the um, women's game. I mean, just because of the nature of my job being involved in sports, as you try to keep up to speed with, with what's going on. Liverpool had started the season by beating Chelsea, who were the champions who've been dominating women's football for, for quite a few years. So when Millsy, obviously, Millsy took his lad the game and his, his nephews, I think, um, I said to Millsy, oh, mate, you, you, you know, we're probably coming up against the Liverpool team now, who, who are probably going to be as strong as, as the men's team are in a few years. But one, well, just to touch briefly on the results, Everton winning 3-0 is brilliant, obviously, for the for the young girls and, and young children who went to watch the game. I think credit to Liverpool for getting the game on at Anfield. Brilliant. You know, and, you know, 28,000, I think you said 27,000 odds. Um, yeah. Turning out, which was a record for a, a women's Merseyside, Merseyside derby. Another massive positive. The only thing I'd say, and it's the only reason I didn't go, was kickoff time was 6.45 on a Sunday. I mean, like, a great opportunity. All them ticks in the boxes that we just mentioned there. And I don't want to put a dampener on it because there's a lot, there's a lot more positives that, that, that have come out of it than negatives. But I would have loved to have seen that at like earlier in the day, and I don't think it would have been far off being full. No, it's a strange one. There's no seems to be no reason for it. Um, whether you know for, for, for that, that late in the day, I don't think anyway. It was sky, to be honest. There, there was a Arsenal and Tottenham played. There's a North London derby, and it was like I think they were trying to. From Sky's point of view, I think they were trying to do what they would have done for the men's in terms of having a, yeah. an early one and a later one. But you'd never see a men's game on a Sunday at six forty-five. Never, you never would. Like it, it would always be two o'clock and four o'clock, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, would be even earlier, wouldn't it? So you know, we've got Man United at seven o'clock next Sunday, haven't we? But yeah, it's it's yeah. it's. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's it's and fair play to Sky. I mean, fair play for. for the fact that we can have a game, you know, the, the ladies can have a game at, at, at Anfield now and. And get to an eight thousand or thereabouts going to attend the match just shows how far that game's coming. I'm not trying to be patronising, but I say that I genuinely think it's it's a positive thing. I mean, I've got a daughter, you've got a daughter. It's good for our daughters to be able to see that that's 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 what's achievable if if they got into footy and they wanted to do that. So I think it's a positive. Uh, and you've got to say fair play to Sky if that's what they have done. They've put a couple of you know a double header on, try and get the interest going and try and get you know people watching and and, and use that day for specifically for the WSL. So. It's, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, 3 0 as well. It's always a good to get a derby win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take a derby win we can, especially at Anfield. So, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll take one in a game of 
uh, odds and evens at Anfield if we could. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that that as I say, I think it was a it was a really positive day for women's footy and and for Mer- footy on Merseyside and for, for the women to to rightfully get some of the recognition that they've they've taken from the World Cup and and, and to keep moving forwards. And le- listen, if we can use the international break for that value alone of getting the women into big stadiums and, and getting the kids along, then it's worth its while for me more than anything yeah. else. So won't be the last time. Won't be the last time no. they've played at big stadiums. That's just the start of it for them now, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um well we've got a we've got a couple of questions. We've certainly got one that I'm I'm just focusing on now. Um and it's from Dad Nozay, massive fan of the show and you know good friends of the show. Um, so I'll read it out to you, Pricey. We'll 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 kind of bat it around. So all right, lads, this 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 week's question: With us picking a few injuries uh, and keep picking up a few injuries in key positions, do you think it might be a time to give some of the under twenty threes a chance to break into the team, or would you play it safe with our usual bench players? Thoughts? I think he's again reading in between the lines with the last part of his question, saying, "Would you stick with our usual bench players?" I think he's suggesting that maybe some of the players that I don't know, you Solomon Rondons who who always seems to sit on the bench or um I, I don't I can't I don't know. It would have normally been Coleman, but Coleman's obviously a really important player and is in there. What what what's your thoughts on that? Do, do you think that you know some of the players who maybe the Stanley Mills, for example, do they need, particularly with the fact we can have five subs, do they need to have more presence on the bench to give them that option to come on? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them on the bench. I think our squad, our first team squad, if you like, is is good enough to cover for these injuries. I think we I spoke about it in the week with Mike, I think, or last week with, with, with Mills and said we sort of got two players now for, for each position that, that is strong enough to play. I'm not saying good enough to, to be a, a good team, but strong enough to be in the team, uh, you know, one or two if there's injuries. So I think I'd like to stick to the first team squad, have them under 23s in and around the squad and, and yet be on the bench and maybe get 10 minutes if we're winning and that type of thing. But, you know, your Patterson's injured. I think Coleman will come in there. Uh, I think he's still, he has, you know, he's still good enough to come in when, whenever he's needed in those type of those type of games. So I'll play him. Um, there was talk about Michelenco, Michelenco maybe being injured, although I think that was just a knock and he's, he's fine. Um but if he wasn't, I think you could shuffle the pack and put, you know, put one of your first team as a left back. Um, so yeah, I think I think I don't think we're ready for under twenty threes to come in yet. I don't think it's, it's that type of situation. But um, I'd certainly have them on the bench and getting that experience in around the squad and getting to to understand what it feels like to be in the squad. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Not, I really. No, I, I agree. Um, thanks for the questions, Aaron. Um, I'm just looking at the next question. Yeah, I did have another question about yeah, uh, Liam, Liam, Liam D. Um, that's the one I'm looking at now. So I'll ask this one now. If you don't mind, if you've got another one, you can follow up. Um, hey, lads, what's the opinions on Awobi moving to right back in Patterson's absence, getting Garner back into the team to potentially fill that gap? Coleman is the obvious replacement and it suits the 4-3-3, but sometimes you need to get all your best players on the pitch at once. I mean... I, I buy into that. I do. I think there's also a, a degree of potentially cutting your nose off to spite your face, if you like, because um, I'm probably not the right term, but, you know, Awobi's been without doubt for me, and uh, I think few would disagree, our, our best player for quite some time now in terms of his consistency and his output. To move into right back would almost be a, something of a punishment and would weaken us, if anything, rather than making us stronger. Um your your thoughts on that? 
two things really. Yeah, team both the midfield. Why you know we we've what we've gone mad about the midfield the last like the last game we played in a good way. We've been made up with them. We've played as a three. They played really well together. I don't think I'd want to jeopardise that. I want to keep them playing in midfield for as long as possible and building up that understanding even more. So, and especially with Awobi being um, as good as he's been in midfield as well. Again, you don't want to take that consistency away from him and, and make him play right back and potentially could have a bad game at right back. You know, it's not his natural position and his confidence could get knocked again. Um, and then second of all, what's the point in giving Coleman another contract if you're not gonna if you're not gonna have him on a, on the pitch when there's an injury to your right back? I think I think that's what he's made for. You know, no, that's not what he's made for. But that's what he's in the squad for. That's why we still need him. For when when there's an injury, obviously you've got, uh, you know, Carabao Cup type of games that he can play as well. But yeah, I'd say this is a perfect opportunity for Coleman to come in, step in for a couple of weeks, keep his fitness up as well, which I know is not, yeah. you know, a, a reason to play someone, but it, it does help, um, and just keep that midfield as strong as possible. And that's where, at the end of the day, that's where the games won and lost most of the time is in the midfield. And I think. You want to be as strong as you can in that area, especially if you've got a right back on the bench who's got the experience that the Chambers has got. I think, in fairness, as well, if you look at the the way that we've approached games and, and it, it's been somewhat uh, Achilles' heel, we haven't had that much threat from our fullbacks. Really, I mean, look, my Patterson's good. Don't get me wrong; he, he gets forward a lot better than Michalenko does. Gives us energy, but you know, he's not been a player who's been raining assists, has he? Do you know what I mean? We're not going to miss that kind of attacking fullback, which I think is what. Um, the listener, listener is getting at in terms of maybe putting a Wobie in there. Look, some would argue it gives us a, a, a another dimension if you put someone like an Awobi there because we might get an extra, you know, an extra edge from the, from the wise areas that we haven't got. So I think it's an interesting one, definitely. But I'm with you. I think we've got an evergreen, you know, very experienced right back. Who, who look, the thing you say you know about Coleman is, despite the fact he might not be match fit. In terms of getting them minutes, he will be as fit as anyone in that squad. He'll be putting the work in. He's completely professional. He's very reliable. Um, he hasn't got the engine anymore, but I think as long as he can be solid, it gives us that base, which we're hopefully starting to benefit from in terms of getting results. Yeah, yeah. And then just imagine, imagine I could just see it. We'll be having a nightmare on the right as a right back as well, and his confidence going. He'd be proper Everton, and then he kind of yeah. get going again in midfield, and he's just back right. to that. You know, I can't see him trying to be that clever, to be honest. No. I, I really can't. Um, I think he's, he's he's struck on something. And I think the the key the key aspect of it is has been kind of keeping it simple, hasn't it? He's been putting players in positions they're comfortable with. He's been trying to complement them with other players. I haven't seen much of him putting players or square pegs in round holes to so just... No, for, yeah, for the last 10 minutes, I think I've always gone on the right and on the left the last 10 minutes a game when we've needed them to, but to start, there's a bit of a different thing, in there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, by the way, we, we did get some, I'm going to address this now because I've just been conscious that I've been doing it a, a bit in price. As we got a comment from someone on YouTube saying, lads, don't be looking at your phones all the time. We're not like sitting there texting our, our girlfriends or, or wives or, you know, whatever. We're actually looking at questions and, and trying to remind ourselves of the odd stats. So, just just to address that one in case anyone picks up yeah, on it. Yeah, it's fair, fair enough comment, I suppose. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. It doesn't look good, but yeah, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying to keep it going as, as we're podcasting. Yeah, and, and, and we're also trying to and get our stats wrong. You know, you can get just as much stick about uh, saying that Gordon got a 60 million bid and, and whatever. Listen, just, just on that one, we enjoy the comments. We always do, so... Even if it is to rip us or to or to slag us off, please comment away. 
Um, right, what else? What else have we got? I think that's it from the questions. Um, we are going to move on to the the preview of the the upcoming game of the weekend, which is which is Southampton away, a place which where I mean, I, again, I'm going to be corrected quite quickly about this one. I'm sure as well. I don't remember us having much joy there over the last few years. We always seem to struggle against this certain this Hassan Hootle Southampton team that are full of energy and they just seem to be like a bit of a um, kryptonite for us, particularly at, at, at St Mary's. We never seem to play that well there. Um, I mean, look, it's we, we we are looking at a slightly different team and, and certainly it's got a lot more energy than it did before. But I don't know, it's just something about Southampton away. I just never seem to look forward to. Yeah, and as you say, I think we've always played. We always get off to a terrible start to St Mary's from my memory, and I haven't looked yeah. up. But we always seem to be in half time, a goal down or two goals down or whatever, and trying, yeah. to, trying to pull it back and fight back. Um, but it's a perfect chance. I mean, this season is going to be up and down. It's, it's going to, we're going to have you know games where we win like we did last week. I think this might be one of those games where where we might we might fall. To be honest with you, um, I, know, I know we're on a high from from from. Uh, from the win at Goodison, but I just think it's one of those games, as you say, we don't really play well there as, as a rule. The, the close to us, it's going to be a bit of a... It's, I think they'll make it tough for us, Southampton. It's, you know, these, these, these sort of... They play through war pros, they, they scrap a bit as well. They're not scared to have a good goal, and as you say, close down and press. Uh, and I've just got a little feeling it might, it might be difficult for us, to be honest with you. Yeah, look, we're not wrong, by the way. So I have just checked it, and there's another example of me maybe looking at my phone, but I've tried to keep it at eye level. So our last few visits to St Mary's, 2-0 last season, 2-0 the, the year before, 2-1 the year before that, um, 4-1, uh, bloody hell, it's been, a, it's been a long time. The last victory I can see, unless I'm missing one here, is a 3-0 victory back in 2015. Um so it has been a while, and I'm just seeing what that game was. It, it was a long while. You know, I'm looking at players here. We've got Brendan Galloway in the team. Lukaku got two that day, and Ross Barkley. So it's been, you know, it's been six, seven years since we won there. And but yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I do tend to agree with you. I think it's, I think it's a one of them fixtures where Lampard and, and the players will be going into it thinking Southampton very beatable. You know, we, we've got a solid base in terms of keeping clean sheets. But I think that you look at the teams that have certainly done well against Southampton this season and they are the teams that are strong going forwards and, and can get goals. Because I think you can outscore Southampton, you know, comfortably. They're not they're no great shakes and, and they are a bit ropey at the back. But I think like that that's not this team, is it for us? It, it, we, we, it, at the moment we're in a position because of the lack of a you know proper big centre forward that we can kind of put balls up to. We need to grind results out almost, don't we? And, and without goals from midfield, it, it looks like it's going to be the one nils, isn't it? For now, I think so. Yeah, and with the international break, you know, we spoke about how positive it was for the Ever Everton players to be on international break, but it does mean that we've been away from the training ground for for, for a week or longer, um, working on our, our shape and our set pieces. I think where we, we need to try and get goals this season and try, as you say, we haven't got that out and out goal scorer. Um, or it doesn't appear that we have anyway uh, with Morpai. So we need to work on, you know, yeah, set pieces, little patterns of play to, to get goals. So I think it'll be hard. I think I'd be interested to see uh, Che Adams for Southampton, how he does, because when there was talk about potentially us going for him, it was, it was boo-booed okay. by a lot of people. Uh, no one was interested in him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays uh, against us. And I think, I think because I think he, 
I went, don't get me wrong, I'm one of those players that say we need to sign him, but I do think he, he can be dangerous. Uh, he causes problems, doesn't he? He's got that physicality that Morpai hasn't got. You know, he, he works hard, Morpai, and, you know, he, he, we've seen the value and, and the fact he can finish and whatever. And I think that's probably Che Adams' the biggest criticism of Che Adams. He doesn't get enough goals, but he always causes a problem, doesn't he? Because he's quick, he's strong, he, he goes in the air. He, he can, you know, he can score from different... You know, distances or whatever he's got, he's got a decent, decent shot on him as well from outside the area. So, I, I think, I think, and particularly look at Cozy and Tarkowski, that that forward that's a bit more mobile and stuff might cause them some problems. Um, I think he'll love testing himself against them too as well, uh, especially yeah. you know I'll, 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 we've kept a couple of clean sheets on the run and I hardly conceded that many anyway across the season so far. So, I think he'll fancy having a go against them and, and, and seeing how he does. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's wait and see. But I mean, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. But as you say, just going to Southampton, never. It's never one of those you look at, is it, and go, Southampton. It's just like, no, no. It, it, going there I'm, and... so, I'm so glad the feeling I had about it was, was vindicated by the previous results. Because it, <laughs> it, 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 I can just... Ne- I, you know what? I remember... Actually, it wasn't last year. It wasn't last year. I'd done one of those... Um, Watch alongs with with like some Everton channel, and it was Southampton away. I think it might have been last season. Oh my god, it was one of the worst two hours of my life. And I, <laughs> forgive me, I can't remember the name of the year. Oh, it was Mike. Was it Mike's channel? It was Mike's Mike channel. Indeed. You had him on the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on a watch along with him, and <laughs> I'm sure Mike's watching now. I'm sorry, Mike, for for not uh, remembering it was you guys. I think it might have been 2020. Actually, I think it was last year. But we done the watch along, and Mike's connection went down. So I'm in the middle of this watch along, never done one before, and it was dreadful. We were like two nils on. I'm sitting there going, "So Mike's gone." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> commentating on it, bad enough watching Everton win the flying poorly, but trying to commentate on it while you're yeah. like watching the telly. Oh, it was it was a weird experience, but I didn't enjoy it one bit. Well, I had me uh, Godfrey made his debut there at right back, and it was after that game. I said he will never ever be good enough to play for Everton. And I said he's absolutely terrible. I said, not a chance, and they're always going to throw back in the bottom It was that game, 2020, it must have been, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a couple, two years ago, yeah. It was that game, he came on, didn't he? Didn't he come on? No, he, oh, no, he, he came left. on early, though, someone got injured. It. Oh, was yeah, he was at left back, wasn't he, though, and he just looked like a, a fish out of water. Terrible, yeah. But, yeah. Well, he, was right, yeah he, was right, he played right back, and he was he was crap. One of the full-back positions, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it might have been left back, but... Probably right. No, it was. It was left back. I remember him. He played loads at left back initially, didn't he? Look, it was right back. Anyone comment and tell us what it was? I, it was right back. No. I think it was right. I'm sure I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure one of us will be corrected, I'm sure, by, by the listeners. So this will be one of them chances for you to comment and correct one of us. But at least half of the podcast will be right, whichever way we go. <laughs> um, so so anyway, you 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 suspect and we're both suspecting the Seamus Coleman starts the games a game. Any other changes there? I mean, there was a rumor, and and again, I'm not. I don't want to Google this one. I should know, but I haven't heard that. There was a rumor that Michalenko was injured, but I haven't seen that be be confirmed anywhere. Um, no, I, I think he says he had a knock. I think he said he had a knock before this before one. He, of the felt, games. he said he felt some discomfort or whatever, but. Um, yeah, he play, yeah, he, he didn't play in the Scotland game, but then plays in the next game. So I think he's fine. He plays almost a full game of the second game. So I think apart from Patterson, we're, we're pretty much uh, pretty much as you were. I don't think. Well, I'm certain Pickford doesn't quite make it back for this game. Um, 
Calvert-Lewin obviously is, is has another setback, so he, he won't be featuring. Would it be as you were then? Yeah, I think it'd have to be, wouldn't it? I think we played played well. Um, so, you know, I think we've got to have the same team, exactly the same, same. Just just Coleman fitting in for, for Patton, which will be easy enough. As I say, they haven't had that work on the training ground over the last couple of weeks, so let's just go back to the, the way we were. Try not to change anything, as you said before, about not being too clever with his tactics, trying to change it for change its sake. I, I just keep it exactly the same. As you say, I don't think anyone's out apart from Patterson, so why not? Yeah, I think the only, um, I guess the only, I say dilemma, it's not a dilemma for us, I don't think, because, you know, is Damari Gray. I think that would be the only one that you might be tempted to look at Damari Gray and McNeil. He seems to like McNeil away from home because he's, you know, defensively sound and, and Southampton have got fullbacks who, who, who do get forward a lot. I don't know if he'll consider that. It wouldn't be one for me because I think we have a lot more of a threat on the break and, and in forward areas with Damari Gray in there. And I think if I'm honest, he he, he looks more, more you know most likely to score out of them forwards at the moment um, when he's on the pitch. So I'd like to see him start, but I think it might be one that he'll be tempted to look at. Um, I don't think I don't think he'll. I'd be shocked if he messed with the midfield because they're very combative midfield, and yeah. that's exactly what you want going to Southampton. I, I've got a feeling we might see James Garner at some point um, during the proceedings and, and and him getting some minutes. But yeah, I agree. I think it'll probably be as you were. So on that note, and, and we've we've both built it up as a as a potential banana skin prediction. Um, I'm not. I'd say I'm not. I'm not confident in, in it. I'm not. I'm not going to predict who's, who's getting beat um, because I just don't want to do that. But, <laughs> but I'll say a draw. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll say a score draw. Probably a two-two. You know, if we can, if we can, if we can score, uh, I can't see us keeping keeping a clean sheet against Southampton away. I do, I do worry for us. I think, I think this is going to be a, a tough one. I do. Uh, I know that the right buyers in the league and, and they haven't started, you know, brilliantly. But yeah, I'll say a score. I'll say a score draw. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you. I'll go for one one instead of two two. I'm not sure we've got two uh, two goals in us, and I'm hoping that that we won't ship two goals. So I'm, I'm going to go at one one. But I, I do agree. With you. I think it's a I think it's a tough fixture. I know we drew a lot of games so far, and I, I'm you know, I'm hoping that doesn't come back to. To bite us, but this would be a good draw for me. I think to go away Southampton and get a draw would be a good one. Yeah, because even though we have drew quite a few, you still got to look at it on a game by game basis and say, as you say, Southampton away a draw is decent. You know, yeah. regardless of how you've done before, that's a decent point to have. So if we come out there with a with a draw, then brilliant. If we get a, a result, you know, then it's fantastic. Definitely. Okay. Well, that, that that's about all we've say. All we've got time for. That's all we've got to we need to cover this week. Uh, for anyone who hasn't watched them, we got we got a few really good episodes out this week um, with a few of our good friends. We have Mel Harvey, um, Colin Harvey's daughter, again very good fr- friends of the show. We had uh, Dave Downey on as well, and and you recorded one as well, Pricey. Yeah, Mike from the Blue Boys Network, uh, Brummy lad, um, but as we discussed on the podcast, his, his heart is his dad's from Liverpool, so we we'll, we'll have to say that's all right. He's a scout, so. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have really nice lad and, and good conversation. Just chat about the season generally, how we think it's going, and, and maybe how we might see a pan out for the season ahead as well. But really enjoy talking to him, and hopefully have him on again at some point. Yeah, no, all all really cracking guests and. And we had a lot of comments, so thanks for that. A lot of views on those podcasts. A lot of people saying it's great to see 
and hear another voice. And, and we'll try and do that as often as we can. Gives us a bit of a, of a breather, but I think it's good to get other people's perspective on it. And those three have, have got very different perspectives, but all equally very well respected in, in, in the, the podcast game. And obviously in Mel's case, you know, got a lot of pedigree in the family as well. Um, so thanks everyone for, for, for tuning in. Um, hopefully it's a, it's a good weekend for the men's side of, of um, the blue, uh, the men's side of Everton, uh, the, you know, <laughs> the, men's, the men's this weekend. Hopefully we can represent ourselves as well as the, the women's did over the weekends. Have a good weekend, everyone, and we'll uh, catch you next week.